Using hands doesn't mean you're strong. And yes, lots can be achieved by being an individual, but more can be achieved with the right team. I was inspired in part by the pandemic. Living so close to death made many of us think about how we wanted to live. I wrote my book because honestly, I just wanted to see more stories about us on the shelves. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet teacher and author Tori Maldonado, writer Pico Iyer, and activist, social worker, and writer Faith Brooks. Press play to hear the personal reasons these authors were inspired to write their books. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Tori Maldonado, author of Hands. I was inspired to write Hands because I've been teaching for over 25 years, and lots of kids, especially boys, see muscles as strength, and lots of kids feel alone or feel that they have to solve their problems as individuals. Hands, it really shows that using hands doesn't mean you're strong. And yes, lots can be achieved by being an individual, but more can be achieved with the right team. It takes a village to raise a child is a quote that's repeated in hands. And hands shows that the village can take us to greater heights. If I was to use one word to describe recording hands, it would be roller coastering. Because narrating hands was a journey back into a world that lots of kids and adults have never experienced. Yet lots of kids and adults have said they're universal themes that they connect to. Hands is an unforgettable roller coaster of ups and downs. So if this recording booth had a roller coaster name, I might call it Time Machine because it was a ride of reliving experiences so fully that I hope the sensory experiences are also so immersive for listeners and that they also feel every emotion and every scene. I realize that I sometimes swallow words and it's not very different than the main characters of my books because sometimes they swallow things that they want to say so there were certain times where i had to go back in the editing process and enunciate and pronounce who or one of those connector words i'm really excited for listeners to experience what it took a lifetime for me to learn One of the things that I got away with as a kid was being literate in a really tough neighborhood where it wasn't cool to be a boy or a girl and be nerdy. I grew up in Red Hook Projects. Life magazine called it the crack capital of the United States of America and one of the 10 toughest neighborhoods in the country. In that neighborhood, it was cooler to be Mike Tyson. It was cooler to be... Floyd Mayweather. So the book that let me get away with being nerdy wasn't one book. It was comic books. I would look around and see grown men, grown women looking at comic books. And when I was sitting on a bench or a stoop and I had a comic book, they'd come over and ask me, what are you reading? And that seems to be a secret 
magic trick that I'm able to pull off with my books because I've had students who only read graphic novels or only want to see movies read Tight, Secret Saturdays, What Lane, and even my most recent book, Hands, and say, this reads like a graphic novel. It reads like a comic book. Some kids have said, this should be a movie about each of my books. That's the hope that I have for kids, that they are able to take hands and read hands and listen to hands anywhere. And other kids will treat hands like a swag item and say, what you getting into? Oh, you don't know about this book? If I could hire my dream narrator, that means I would have magical powers. And if I had magical powers, I would want to instead use it to create a few narrators. And I wear my heart on my sleeve in hands because I describe some of the narrators that I would want to play certain characters. For example, I would love for The Rock Dwayne Johnson to narrate Uncle Frankie's part. Michael B. Jordan, the young Michael B. Jordan in The Wire, and also Michael B. Jordan of Creed and the Black Panther and the movies we see him in now, he, to me, most matches Trev's young voice and also one of Trev's uncles. So for starters, I would like The Rock and Michael B. Jordan to be cast as narrators of Hands. The last great audiobook that I listened to was Spirit Hunters from an author named Ellen Ho. It was narrated by Amy Lynn Abayera. That narration was so gripping. It became a North Star for what I tried to follow inside the recording booth. I hope I achieved it. I know Amy Lynn Abayera definitely achieved it for Spirit Hunters. She sounded like 12 different persons inside the booth. I listen to audiobooks everywhere, especially when I'm driving, and my hope is that hands will be listened to everywhere, especially in those long road trips. And now, enjoy a clip from the audiobook of Hands. You promise? I promise. People say people have promise, whatever that means. All I know is I got promises to keep. I have to. But which ones are right? Which are wrong? Messed up stuff happened with my stepdad. Has me feeling messed up. Feeling torn. And confused about what to do. I thought my stepdad was the man. Hello, this is Pico Ayer, author of The Half-Known Life. I wrote my book because I felt it was important not to give up hope, even when reality can be so difficult. And because in an ever more divided world, I wanted to see what unites us at the human level. I was inspired in part by the pandemic. Living so close to death made many of us think about how we wanted to live and the rare sense of time and space that lockdown gave some of us, in my case, getting to spend months on end at my desk, allowed me to try to bring together almost 50 years of journeying across the planet and more than 30 years of staying in monasteries to see what all my explorations ultimately add up to. If I had to describe 
what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be thrilling. For more than 30 years now, strangers have come up to me at readings to ask how they could listen to me read one of my books out loud. What they heard when they listened to me deliver short excerpts was very different from what they heard in their heads when they simply read the books at home. Now, for the first time ever, I get to meet those many requests and to share a Penguin Random House book of mine with the many people who would prefer to listen to it than to read it. It's really an opportunity I've been waiting for ever since I began publishing books 34 years ago. As I went through my text, I realized I had really big trouble pronouncing anti-Makassar. In fact, I still can't begin to pronounce it. I suspect there were many other words I also couldn't get right. I'm most proud that I could get through all 55,000 words quite swiftly and without too many stumbles or losing my voice entirely. To my surprise, I'm, I'm still more or less alive and well. And I'm especially excited that readers will at last get to hear my words as they were intended to be read. I write mostly for cadence to try to catch some music I hear in my head. And for that reason, I'll spend hours, days, choosing whether to write nearly or almost. And my voice is different from that of many readers since I was born and raised in England and my Indian mind (laughs) moves me to speak quite quickly. So I often have the sense that the music I've worked so hard to try to impart, which is to say the emotion, will get lost in translation as a reader remakes the words in her own rhythm. Now at last I'll get to deliver the words as I've always wanted them to be heard. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Not just because he's one of the most commanding actors of our time, and his mix of elegance and intensity is unmatched, and more or less exactly what I try to catch in my writing. But also because my books are written in a very specific voice often, and that of a male born in England in 1957. And Daniel Day-Lewis comes from much the same world. He can do any voice, of course, but his natural voice is the voice I grew up with, the voice of my neighborhood. Indeed, my oldest friend in the world, my closest neighbor, was in fact his boyhood girlfriend for 18 years. Daniel Day-Lewis could make the small print on a bag of gummy bears resonate like Shakespeare, but with a book like mine, I don't think he'd have to stretch very far. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Bruce Springsteen's memoir, Born to Run. Partly because of that voice, of course, all husky tenderness and experience, and partly because we're used to hearing that voice in other settings. Bruce Springsteen has long been famous as a storyteller on stage, and many of the most moving moments at his concerts come when he steps forward and just shares a moment from his life. So to hear his considered, polished accounts of an astonishing life of song and liberation 
is a highlight I'll never forget. With an audiobook like that, you really wouldn't want to accept any other reader. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is while driving, because their rich and beautiful stories take me away from the frustrations of the road, and I can lose myself to them almost entirely. In other parts of my life, I'm usually too eager to explore the beauty all around, to engage with friends, or simply to get on with producing my own next book and my own actual reading to bring much attention to anything at all. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Four hours in Iran, and already I was having to rethink almost everything. The local guide who'd greeted me as I stumbled out of customs at three in the morning, elegant in black slacks and jacket, had begun to speak about his days at a boarding school near London in the 1970s. We'd pulled up at a luxury hotel, and I'd heard the strains of yesterday being plaintively piped through the lobby. Hi, this is Faith Brooks, author of Remember Me Now, A Journey Back to Myself, and A Love Letter to Black Women. I wrote my book because I believe that Black women deserve to feel loved, safe, experience softness. And honestly, I just wanted to see more stories about us on the shelves. So I was really inspired to write letters to my sisters while sharing my story. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be freeing. It was freeing because I was able to relive the stories I was telling and read the letters I wrote my sisters, and I was really energized thinking about how they would ingest these words and hoping that they would find themselves experiencing the same freedom I now am experiencing in my own life. I realized I had trouble pronouncing Lupita Yongo's name. I mean, I could be mispronouncing it now. Who knows? I am proud that I was able to narrate my book with character, and I really try to, you know, have inflection in my voice and make it really interesting to listen to. I also am surprised that it wasn't as daunting as I thought it was going to be. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Viola Davis. I mean, need I say more? She's wonderful. She's brilliant. She's strong. I mean, she really embodies and represents so much of what I see in myself a much more mature and seasoned version. And I love that. I really look up to her and her outlook on the world and the work she produces. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was actually Marriage Be Hard by Kev and Melissa Fredericks. It's a really great book and they're really funny. So it's really cool to listen to them, read it together. 
my favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car when I'm driving. I feel like that's a lot of people, maybe most people, but it really is my favorite place. Second place, I would say, is maybe around my house if I'm cleaning or something, but nine times out of ten, it will be in the car. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. When I was 15, I asked my mom if I could join a speech class at a local homeschool co-op. So many of my friends had raved about their co-op experiences. They'd tell me how fun it was being in classes with their friends, and I saw the proof in the pictures they'd post on MySpace. It was like real school, just with better friends, and I wanted to try it out. Plus... I've always loved to socialize, so I figured this would be a great way to expand my social circle. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.